travellers and welcome to podcast 81 in our series You Should Have Been There with me Simon Calder and me Mick Webb and today's podcast is entitled Zante or Shetland Greek Island versus Scottish Island in our new series of holiday head-to-heads Shetland uh, will be championed by Simon and singing the praises of Zante will be Julia Lobwe Said who is Chief Executive of the Advantage Travel Partnership, made up of many of the UK's independent travel agents. So we could say that Julia is on a bus woman's holiday. Welcome, Julia. And um, whereabouts exactly are you, Simon? I am further north than either of you. I can guarantee that. I'm in the only part of the British Isles above 60 degrees north, and I'm more than two thirds of the way from the equator to the North Pole, further north, by the way, than the southern tip of Greenland. And that puts me well, within the UK, but in lovely Lerwick in Shetland. Very good to hear. And Julia, I, th- I, I, I have it on good authority that you're actually quite a lot further south than that. I am indeed much further south. So I'm in the beautiful Greek island of Zante in a beautiful resort called Alikes, um, which is ah. northeast of the island um, and have had a wonderful five days um, in the wonderful, glorious Greek sunshine. Oh, gosh. So it has been sunny, has it? And uh, I, I, I gather you haven't actually been um, threatened by those dreadful wildfires. Fortunately not. No, Zanti did have some fires, but they've, um, they were under control quite some time ago. And um, yeah, thankfully not, um, you know, the island seems to, seems to be over that now, which is fantastic. Well, Julia, I've never actually been to uh, Zante. I know it's one of the Ionian islands and not a million miles from Corfu. But um, I mean, what's it like to, uh, what's your um, village or resort like to look at? Yeah, it's it's beautiful actually. So the the whole purpose of me coming out here was one to have a bit of a break, but also to to speak to some holiday makers out here. Um, but I wanted somewhere fairly quiet. So I past the party town girl that I used to be. So um, I, I was really I was looking for a family resort, and I'm in Alikes, which is so it's northeast of the island. It's um, about a 10, 15 minute. You can actually walk it to another slightly large resort called Alikanas. <laughs> Um, yeah. But it's it's very family orientated. Where I'm staying, you've got a lot of um, young families, um, multi generational families. Actually, a lot of I was really surprised. A lot of multi generational families traveling together. They've not been away for a couple of years um, and wanted the time out. Um, very safe, um, fairly quiet. You know, a lot of European travelers here from Italy and France, and a lot of Greeks. It's it's the Greek. It was a Greek holiday um, the other day. Fifteenth of August is a is a um, oh, is a yeah, holiday. Yeah, yeah um, all across yeah. Europe but it, but obviously in Greece as well um so it's um it's been full of a lot of you know Greek Greek people from the mainland and, and the different islands but it's it's beautiful it's quiet it's crystal clear waters um sandy beaches um very easy half an hour from the airport so a very easy place for anybody looking for a um, a lovely Greek island that has that isn't you know isn't the party town that you know that some of the resorts like Laganas. If you're looking for party town, Laganas is the place in Zante to be. So works very uh, well for for um, work, work very well for us anyway. I read it was I read it was um, uh, the island was a bit um, divided in uh, not not in a bad way, but um, between uh, the uh, north and the south and the, the north, which is where you are is tends to be quieter and the south tends to be um yeah as you said uh, party party time 
Yeah, it's it's actually beautiful. We haven't done it, but we were going to take. If we had a bit more time, you know, take a car and you can you can see the. I mean, the backdrop is stunning. So literally, I look on my left now and I can see the sea, and on my right, we're at the bottom of the mountains. So it's very mountainous, pretty rugged. Uh-huh. I mean, the roads are the roads are. I think not for the faint-hearted that you know are happy to drive around, but I I would have done if we had some more time. But it's some beautiful mountainous areas that you can drive around in, which um you know and and, and the views are just stunning. So. It's um, it has a bit of everything, a bit of exploring, beautiful caves that you can go, um, you know, you can go sailing through as well. Um, so, um, yeah, a very lovely island. So a bit of sightseeing, a bit of partying and, and a bit of quiet time as well. And how does it feel to be away? I mean, I uh, I actually for the first time um, since uh, the pandemic uh, struck, um, went to something which I considered to be um, rather risky and dangerous, which was a festival, a um, music festival in Crystal Palace called South Facing, and uh, very good it was too. But it did feel um, it did feel quite odd. A bit, uh, I I wouldn't say that I felt um, uh, in danger particularly of catching COVID, although there's loads of it around in Lambeth, yeah. which is where I live. But it it sort of felt a bit naughty, really, you know. <laughs> Almost, yeah, do you know what I mean? I do, and and it's interesting because I, you know, so I was, we were speaking about this with some with some families here today, and and actually the interesting thing is, you know, when once you get on the plane and you know you've got your mask on and the you know the normal protocols that we've all got used to, and actually that's absolutely fine. You step off the plane and you go to your resort, and and actually you you, you forget about you forget about COVID, but I mean, in the sense of we haven't got, you know, mainstream news on all the time. We're not looking at our phones yeah. all the time. And so you switch off all that. But interesting, we, we were all saying that we're very respectful. So you go into the shops and they do expect you to wear your mask. You don't need it at the restaurants because it's all outdoors. You certainly don't need it at the beach or by sure. the pool. Um, but there are there are protocols that, you know, that actually holidaymakers are respecting, but it's become normal to be able to, to do that. So but I but I have to say it, you know, right. You know, when I'm you know I'm here on my balcony, you know, you know, outside our apartment and and it feels like when I used to holiday pre pandemic, it does not feel any different whatsoever. It really doesn't. <laughs> and can you see the sea from your balcony? I or can. You, um... I can. Oh, I can. Oh. I can see. It's beautiful. <laughs> I can see oh, the sea. I can see. I can see palm trees. I can see the pool, and on my right, I can see the mountains. Um, absolutely stunning scenery, it really is. And will you be able to see? You're in the northeast. Will you be able to see the sun going down, or is that um, no hidden by the mountains? It's hidden. It's hidden by the mountains. Yes, um, it's beautiful to watch. And, and actually, where we walk into Alcanaz, which is where there are slightly more restaurants and beautiful ice cream parlor there, which which we kind of fallen in love with um when the sun sets it it sets behind the part of the mountain where there's this beautiful church and, and you can see it in the backdrop and it's absolutely stunning it really really is oh wow that does sound great i'm going to ask you one more question before uh, it's time for um uh, our special um uh, post-olympic competition between your two uh, destinations to see which one is um, which one is better if we could possibly compare them uh, I, w- I just want to ask whether you know what you're going to be eating this evening when you go out for your meal well i have to say food is our absolute one favorite pastime when we're on holiday i do and that's actually all <laughs> i end up posting about so um, we found a really lovely restaurant um in the middle of these two resorts that i've talked about Parad- paradosia Do- paradosia 
paradisica, I oh, think it's called. I've, I've sounds, copied... Does that mean paradise? Paradise, yes. It's kind of like a, a take on paradise. And, and actually, um, I think tonight what we've decided we're going to do, because we have been talking about it all day already, is we're going to have <laughs> lots of starters. Um, and you, you ah, get you know yeah. lots of starters, which are beautiful, you know, with the cheese, the the bread, the fetas, the um, the you know the uh, wonderful souvlakis, the hummus, that, yeah. all of that. Yes, yeah. Um, and we're going to just sample a bit of everything. So um, that's we say oh. we, we pre-booked it. We're off there in in about forty minutes, and um, it's it's oh. the most beautiful place. It's the food is just incredible. Oh well, that sounds brilliant. Now, should we then uh, should we get going to um, uh, a comparison um, between um, Shetland? And uh, and Zante because I and I know that Shetland is sometimes called Zetland, isn't it? So it's Zet v Zan in the uh, latest round of our um, which is the uh, which is the better cunt, which is the better place. We've done so far, uh, Julia. We've done um, Zimbabwe against Zambia, Zim v Zam, and then um, <laughs> Slovenia against Slovakia was another uh, crunch one. So so Zet v Zan is um is the natural successor um, but I think I'm going to win this pretty easily so interesting <laughs> to hear um, Julia talking about all these amazing tavernas um, I think there's probably more places to eat in one street in Zante than there is in the whole of Shetland they have a real ver- <laughs> rarity value and there's no there's no kind of um, no, no easy way of finding out where you are going to eat it's just it's all rumors or it's re- just really analog People, you'll meet people. So on day one, um, I went to this um, old watermill, and the guy was saying, "Okay," uh, you know, he said, "Well, where are you going next?" And I got the map out and everything. He said, "Right, okay, there's a cafe here. Um, I, I'm going to check if it's open." And then he said, "And up here, there's another cafe. I'm going to check that that's open because they are so rare that you have to know." where you're going to have your cup of tea or indeed your meal. But when you get the meals, they are superb. I had um, haddock and samphire, so kind of uh, fancy seaweed uh, last night. Uh, The breakfasts are terrific. Um, It is a really foody place, although perhaps not as... um, as, I mean, I'm, I haven't actually been sitting outside by the waterside because um, uh, quite a lot of the time it, there's quite a brisk breeze coming in, either from the North Sea, which is um, just over to my left, or to the from the Atlantic, just over to my right. But a joy to be in. And if I just do the um, uh, the, the, the basics, Shetland is three times bigger, Julia, than Zante, um, and it's got half the population, which I say makes it more more appealing. Um, although you have your your Mount uh, uh, Vrachonias is um, uh, about um, almost twice as high as the highest point in in Shetland, <laughs> um, but I, I still think that I mean the most exciting hill in um, Shetland is is the one. Just at the start of the airport approach, um, it, it's 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 very exciting to see these aircraft, and it's actually got a name. It's called the Kai Tak approach um, to runway thirty three because it's very similar to um, in the olden days in Hong Kong when the planes had to negotiate their way past uh, skyscrapers. So uh, exciting, exciting times when you're when you're flying in. 
Can you get in the sea, though? This is my uh, big question, because quite clearly Julia and family haven't had that any particular problems <laughs> with their uh, well, with their Greek sea. Uh, how, what, what's it like off Shetland? Well, I, I, it is fair <laughs> to say that the beaches here are more beautiful. The sand is more white. The water is more turquoise than anywhere else in Europe, and quite possibly also the Caribbean. It is. Uh, they are absolutely glorious beaches. Yeah. What you won't find of any of is um, <laughs> anybody um, swimming. Um, although I did see some kayaks, kayakers oh. earlier today. So <laughs> yes, warmth you wouldn't you wouldn't get. Um, did, but you, so you haven't actually been. You haven't immersed yourself. No, in I mean the, technically in, in, no. In, in uh, but I've eaten plenty of plenty of uh, of, of previous <laughs> occupants of of, of the. Um, uh, wild seas up here. Well, I looked up the uh, record temperatures in August, not not of the sea actually, but uh, of the air in Shetland, and uh, twenty two degrees centigrade was the world was their record um, for uh, a, a, an August uh, summer's day. Well. Uh, yes, look. If I can, if I can defend um, Shetland a little bit here, um, it is the warmest place in the world in winter at sixty degrees north, uh, because of the Gulf Stream, which effectively oh. barrels over straight from Mexico to uh, to to Shetland. Um, and if you do want to um, you know, get bronze, there is a, a council-run a, a leisure centre with a solarium there. There we are. <laughs> You're doing, you're doing very, very well defending, defending the place, and it sounds absolutely beautiful. But I have to say, I would rather spend my summer holiday in Santa. Yes. Simon. Um, well, I may well be after you for recommendations because um, I think absolutely. I think when September starts, and hopefully when the whole of travel traveling becomes easier, I will um, uh, be aiming over there. And I guess you're probably getting slightly better value. I mean, I'm uh, uh, the, the prices are just astronomical for a flight back here on from here on uh, Friday to Edinburgh. I am paying £263 for a one hour 25 wow. minute flight um and that obviously would um thanks to uh the the value you're getting with uh at the moment with package holidays buy me a week in in zante um including flights and accommodation and everything um however not quite everything because of course you've got to test to come back and that's going to cost add a, another hundred quid or so per person um uh, so, yes, uh, so there, yeah can, can I ask um, how much it would cost uh, if you were to um, buy yourself or your fr- and your friends and family a uh, a pint of beer up uh, up in Scotland? Well, yes, you can, and the very good Lerwick IPA. I had a pint in a very nice restaurant last night for four pounds twenty five. Uh, let's call it five euros. How are you doing with that, uh, Julia? Mm. Well, I have to say, my my, I didn't quite have a pint. It was it was a half a, dra- a small draft, and it's two fifty euros, two hundred two fifty okay. euros. All right, so, let's um, call that a scoring draw. Well, it is a scoring yeah. draw, and I, and I lose hands down because um, you can imagine how much it costs to have a very small can of lager at the uh, at the festival because uh, you couldn't bring any of your own stuff in. So um, you were a captive audience, um, and uh, the prices were. Uh, unbelievable i mean yeah you know double uh yours simon at least uh, um, but anyway yes. that's 
festival life for you, isn't it? Um, um, I uh, and, uh, sorry, go on. Oh, and and um, I, I mean, there's also, I mean, I talked of the rarity value here. I mean, getting accommodation is incredibly in demand. Um, and so I've actually had to move after a couple of days from one place to another, and the rental car. Um, <laughs> I've had to give back to the rental car company for a day because somebody else booked it for that day. And um, I, I, I'd pick it up again tomorrow. So none of your, your battered old Fiat's sitting around as they are outside Julia's apartment. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, but I think just, just quickly on the value and I think speaking to him and I've seen it myself, but speaking to a lot of families here, you know, they clearly, you know, it's, it's, it's fine living, you know, holidaying and at home, but it's the value. It's the the value they get when they do go overseas, and you know all the all the guests here are booked a package holiday, and it works very well for them. Um, but even eating out, even eating out is fairly reasonable. Um, it's not the cheapest, to be honest, you know, because of where we are. But it's very reasonable for a family, and actually you get so much of it. So I think that's the other thing when you're thinking about the whole holiday pricing. Yes, you've got your your flights, your accommodation, your testing, but actually, how much spending money do I need? And, and you still get great value out here. Um, in comparison to what we get back home. Yeah. Can I ask one um, last question, Julia? Uh, well, and Simon, because we're getting up to 5.30, which is the kind of um, the witching hour, as far as I'm concerned, as I have to uh, I have to give up the computer to my partner. And Julia has an important... I've um, got a dinner appointment, a, an absolutely. An important <laughs> appointment with a... Yes, a Tara Masalata. So uh, have you seen any um, any sort of interesting wildlife, you know, any strange things in the sea or amazing yes. birds? Or th- Simon, is you, you've got lots I, I've there, seen a you? million gannets at the furthest north place in the entire UK, the top of the Isle of Unst. There is the most... Uh, some dramatic cliffs and probably a million birds. I don't know. I couldn't count them all. They wouldn't stand still long enough. Um, And I've also just missed sighting not just um, a a whole uh, pod of orcas, which uh, everyone's talking about, but also Tom Cruise on his own cruise ship, who's also been going around the far north of Scotland. So, so that I, 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 I'd say that's uh, that's some um, uh, that... gold, silver, and bronze. <laughs> How about you, Julia? Oh well, listen. If I if I'd have known this question, I'd have I would have looked up the bird I saw yesterday, which was beautiful oh. because their bird watching out here is is very popular, and there are some beautiful birds. Um, but I, you know, I. I I can only describe it as a as a small flamingo, but it wasn't pink. I just haven't oh. had time to look, but it was it was oh. stunning. It's on because because actually what I haven't mentioned is that you've got the Salt Lakes here. So literally outside our outside our, our where we're staying, our kind of apartment, you've got Salt Lakes, which in the middle of the Salt Lakes there's a path to the beach. It's just the most incredible scenery. But you get these again. I don't know the name of these birds, but they they do look like non not pink but little flamingos and we saw them on the salt lakes yesterday yeah, they're they, white. Are they white they were white were they, yes were they, they were, were they, they, they could be egrets or um... well i i have a bit i have a video of them so i can send it on to you if you're interested and then you'll definitely be able to oh yeah to no that would be very it. good if you don't if you don't <laughs> mind course, no, that would be absolutely, absolutely brilliant 
Excellent. Well, look, um, unless unless Simon, have you got any more to... Um... Uh, no, I, I think all I can do is gracefully concede defeat and say that um, <laughs> Shetland has many charms, but perhaps um, as a summer holiday destination, Zante has a few more. So thank you, Julia. An absolute pleasure to hear how life is there. And um, I look forward to getting there. Um, it's going to take me almost as long, I think, to get back to um, uh, mainland Britain as it is you. But... Uh, uh, I, I look forward to um, heading south soon. And we said goodbye to Julia as she set off through the warm, cicada-filled evening to a no-doubt gorgeous meal of mezes at the taverna. Oh dear, and here I am still in Streatham. And <laughs> still, it is, Simon, a couple of days since we recorded that yeah. that very enjoyable chat. So um, what, if anything, did you find to eat that evening in not-so-sunny Lerwick? Now, it's worth knowing that that um, as Shetland is so uh, rich in, in seafood, um, it, uh, it's one of those great stories where you know all the good stuff's exported, but I can confirm that it isn't. So uh, scallops absolutely beautifully served. Um, and then some some hake which was uh, absolutely exquisite and everything about the experience was was um, was perfect including the bill which um uh, i think was about one tenth of a flight to edinburgh um so yeah very good value and also bring your own can you believe there's um the, 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 there's a couple of two of the three great places on the high street are bring your own wine which um helps uh, economize while you're saving for that flight home so uh, yeah a, a joy to be in but just Get yourself organised. Um, and um, of course, then once you're here, uh, just ask everybody. It's a very analogue place, which is an absolute joy. You know, as a result of that uh, intriguing face off between those two great islands, I wondered whether we shouldn't include bird spotting in the seven events I propose for our modern travel heptathlon. Uh, so, your gannets which sounded very interesting. And I've seen them uh, diving. They are quite um, brilliant, aren't they? I mean, you know, it is a proper Olympic event to see them uh, them um, descending into the water and coming up with their supper quite often as well. Um, but uh, your gannets against Julia's <laughs> tiny flamingo, which I think, after looking at the video she kindly sent me, was a little egret, but it was quite a long way away. Oh. I'm so sad, Mick, that you're having to do remote bird spotting <laughs> by people sending you videos. Listeners, um, uh, you might want to enrich Mick's um, life by sending him a video of mystery birds and he can identify them. Possibly. <laughs> and uh, we also had, when we started this um, uh, great enterprise, we also included, as, a, as one of the events of the modern uh, travel hem heptathlon um, the shape of the place which I don't yes. think we managed in the, on this occasion uh, No and, and that's, uh, I, I thought about that after we talked to Julia and I, it was such a loss because no archipelago is anything like Shetland because 
an awful lot of it. You think, oh, there's lots and lots and lots of islands. But then you realise that actually many of them aren't islands at all. They are joined by the narrowest isthmuses ah, or ismai. Um, and uh, yes, this if, if you wish it could be isthmus every day, yeah, all your Shetland is-, is the place to be. <laughs> so all yes. your isthmuses have come at once this yes, particular they have. week. <laughs> uh, so, so it is a dramatic and beautiful place. But how would you a- describe it? Because I had a quick look at it and it, I must say it completely defied any uh, ability I have to describe it. Whereas Zante well, looks a much easier job. Yes. I mean, this is this is some complex insect which has sadly been squashed, <laughs> but not squashed enough so that, that all of it you know, falls into bits. Many of them remain attached, such as by the isthmus at Mavis Grind. And this is the one place where it is said you can throw a stone from the Atlantic Ocean shore and it lands in the North Sea, uh, a, a, an astonishing location. But um, that, Shetland is just full yeah. of revelations. Well, I wonder whether we shouldn't actually also have a category um, which is best named place, if you see what oh, I mean. Because yes. what was it? Mavis Grind. That sounds pretty. Mavis Grind. Yeah, well, quite. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yes. The, okay. Uh, uh, that the, the the names are are rich beyond measure in Shetland. Right. Okay. Well, Zante has been described as an arrow, which it doesn't look like to me. I would say it was a parakeet perching, yeah. um, possibly, but because uh, I see lots of them perching on the tree outside my window, because of course I don't go out. So um, they are my. Well, uh, they're, they're they're a kind of reference point for me. Yes, and and the listener is thinking, please send us a video, Mick. Please put one on. <laughs> at, you should have BT. Yes. All oh, right. Okay, but we also want uh, everybody to join in and decide what the final seven categories or events are going to be for the heptathlon because amongst other things we've had the highest point the best beaches uh, the number of olympic medals or quality of them um food and drink best food best drink best thing to do best things to see and we've also um toyed with the idea of the human rights record as being rather an important um, event in its own right, which I've got to say, uh, I think on reflection would disqualify both of our, um, both of our contestants from last week, Zimbabwe and Zambia, where um, I think uh, um, being gay is actually illegal in both countries. Um, and I'm not sure we can, uh, um, and uh, we certainly can't allow that, can we? No, um, and and uh, well, that's a that's a whole new podcast, isn't it? The uh, the ethics of of travelling yeah. and whether you are supporting uh, regimes with with horrible human rights records or whether you're actually um, enhancing the local um, revenue and also just just talking to people and finding out what's happening and and making that known. It's a tricky old subject. Anyway, look, let's go back to the original concept of our uh, travel. Olympics. Um, And uh, this was a tweet we didn't actually have time for last week because it was quite complicated and challenging. Um, uh, It's from uh, John Mulcahy, who says, um, asking for something the locals know as an aperitif as a digestif in France. (laughs) I asked for a Pinot de Charente after dinner conversation stopped and people looked pityingly at me and the waiter said no 
I stood my ground. People kept looking as if I would explode in flames. <laughs> now, I've thought about this since, and I think this is kind of a bit like a weightlifting oh. um, competition where you actually um, undertake to do something impossibly difficult, like <laughs> shift the whole cultural weight of, uh, of French foodie... Uh, <laughs> Well, we, we've got one here from Kevin Hollihan. He says, getting a cappuccino in Italy after 10.30am. And can I add, finding dinner in Spain before 9 or 10 at night? <laughs> That's a very good point. And actually, I would, I would slightly... Um... I would slightly modify that cappuccino because I think getting a cappuccino after a meal in Italy, uh, it might not be too difficult, but but it will attract all sorts of withering looks because you know as well as I do that the only sort of coffee you can have after uh, a meal in Italy uh, is is a um, uh, is an espresso <laughs> or better a double espresso. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's a great idea, and I think we should certainly add it to our travel Olympics, don't you think? Well, yes. And look, we've got a regular contributor and friend of uh, you should have been there. Rebecca um, has sent a message which I think raises the bar even higher. Rebecca says, hello, I have a suggestion for your Travel Olympics. There was a trend a few years ago for what was called the Race the Tube or Subway challenge this involves getting out of the train at one station running as fast as possible to the next station with the aim of getting back on the same train <laughs> obviously she says this only works in places where the metro stations are very close together and the platforms aren't too far behind below street level for instance there's one film between uh Anjos and intendente in Lisbon. A lack of busy roads to cross is also an essential. I've watched quite a lot of these on YouTube, she says. Uh, they normally manage to get on the train, but I've seen at least one where they didn't. Um, uh, I, uh, it, it could be actually in Shetland, it could be very straightforward. Let me give you the number uh, four bus from Lerwick to Scalloway. It does an entire tour ah. of the of of the town and then comes back on itself and you think hang on that's the bus stop where i got on 15 minutes ago and then it goes across the mountains to scalloway and you think oh great we're going to be in scalloway in a minute oh no because it's going off into this housing estate and it's going to um do a little circuit of that so uh yes i i, I you wouldn't even need to be able to run very fast for this um but uh, uh also you've got to have the right tickets in place no no completely wrong to vault the ticket oh. back I'm not sure about that because I think that would add a, a another <laughs> another Olympic element hurdle. to it. Yes, exactly. Hurdle yes. the ticket barriers, and uh, obviously it would help if the if the train where you've alluded to the bus, but if if the uh, underground trains are going through one of their overground moments. On that note of travel madness, we must say goodbye. Uh, next week, who knows what Olympic matchup or mashup we will come up with. But uh, until then, uh, from me, Mick Webb. And me, Simon Calder. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.